0: Hashtag SAFM it is nine minutes now before five o'clock. We're in conversation next with Marisha Singh Naika, Director of Indie Africa and Heartlines Associate, who is a therapist as well as a pastor. As we build up towards the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, we speak to Marisha, who will tell us more about the Interfaith Summit on Gender-Based Violence and Femicide that is currently underway in Binoni. At this summit, a joint statement of commitment to concrete actions to end GBVF, will be launched, which is a symbol of commitment by the faith-based sector to take action on to prevent gender-based violence as well as femicide. Marisha now joining us on the line. Marisha, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us.
1: Good afternoon. Uh, Thank you for having me and also good afternoon to the listeners.
0: Tell us about how you came up with this idea um, to also get the faith-based organizations around the table and also look at their role uh, when it comes to preventing gender-based violence and femicide.
1: Okay, so uh, the Faith Action to End Gender-Based Violence Collective was launched in June of 2020. It was in response to the increasing uh, GBVF uh, incidents uh, during COVID-19 and lockdown. And it was also in response to the launch of the National Strategic Plan on GBVF and femicide. Uh, Since we know that almost 85% of South Africans belong to uh, a religious uh, faith sector, we also know that then many people are affected by GBVF within our faith communities. And has uh, different faith leaders, diverse we have, eight different uh, faith sectors that joined us today at the summit. We believe that we needed a unified voice coming together and saying, what can we do to mobilize um, the action of ending gender-based violence?
0: And has, or have you noted any change in how the faith-based organizations are responding to this particular question? Because sometimes you're also dealing with the couples that are actually married people who do go to church as well are part of our society. But then the people who are actually the presiding officers and leaders in um, in church as well also come from the very same society um, where our conditioning um, and socialization is also informed around patriarchy.
1: Absolutely. And this is what we know, that in our faith communities, in our churches, in our temples, in our synagogues, that we have both the perpetrators and the victims. Mm. And often, as as faith leaders, we had to admit and acknowledge that we have been part of the problem, that our sacred texts have been misused, that our social norms have been harmful, uh, that we've used uh, that patriarchy and the inequality between male and female, we've misused those things and has created even further harm. And so one of the first things that we recognize as faith leaders is for us coming together and admitting that and confessing that and saying, you know what, we haven't, we failed. We haven't done enough. And what can we do differently? We want to do faith differently. We want to be making sure that we are challenging these harmful religious norms, the patriarchy that's coming from, uh, interpreted from our religious texts, from our theologies. So yes, most definitely, uh, it has been quite an amazing journey, but also lots of hard work. Uh, Especially when we're working in an interfaith movement, uh, listening to each other, understanding each other, making room for different uh, understandings, and then working together to see how we can move towards action.
0: And also mobilizing um, people in society as well to try and see how we can respond to um, to this particular question. And I have to say, when I looked at your title as well, and the explanation being that you are a therapist as well as a pastor, is sometimes about how do we bring in um, the stuff that we learn from our from our careers to help us understand the roles that we play in different um, surroundings and different groupings among society to try and make. world a better place or make our country even a better place
1: absolutely and as a therapist you know we we know that in our country uh, wellness and mental health is such a huge issue we are a nation of multiple traumas intergenerational trauma and we know that while faith spaces try to offer safe ones, sometimes we don't always do a good job, and that's what we want to make sure as faith leaders. How do we firstly be safe people and then offer safe spaces? And I think one of the important things is to be able to, to break kind of the silence or you know the things that have been swept under the carpet. So to create those safe spaces for people just to talk, to share their pain, to unburden, Uh, And what we talk about in, in, in therapy, that if our pain is not transformed, it's transferred. And so it's transferred from one generation to the next. It's transferred in our relationships until we deal with some of that pain and trauma, some of the violences that we've experienced in different ways throughout our lives. And uh, that's what we want to do as uh, faith leaders in the Faith Action Collective, is to be able to create these safe spaces to be safe people uh, so that we ourselves look at where what we have done wrong, where we have, uh, you know, kind of had shortcomings or failings, and then how do we change that? How we do? How do we do right now, and uh, fix what what we've um, messed up in some ways, you know, and uh, make making sure that especially for both survivors and perpetrators that we are able to work with both so that we can see transformation taking place.
0: Would the summit uh, look at all at the role of the state? Um, Unfortunately, of course, we know that the the power that the state has and also the role of the justice system.
1: Absolutely. So we at the summit uh, did have, you know, different partners that were present with us and we did have some government departments that uh, also supported this and we are really looking to working and collaborating with them we do need a multi-stakeholder response and support for this to be one that really builds the movement and one that is sustained uh, so it, it it's also speaking truth to, to power has the faith sector to those that are in power to those that are holding the power but then also saying look uh this is some things that we can do this is what we can offer and what are the resources that also can be shared to uh, to m- make sure that this work is is moved ahead
0: thank you so much for your time marisha singh Naika is the director of the Indy, Afric and Heartlines associate. She is also a therapist as well as a pastor.